Welcome to Mindful Talk, brief conversations about mindfulness in the workplace and at home. I am your host, Lauren Wessinger. And I'm your host, Misty Anderson. And this podcast is brought to you by The Mindful Project. The Mindful Project helps you elevate the culture of your business by bringing mindfulness practice to you and your staff through in-person and virtual learning. Contact us through our website, themindfulproject.co, for more information. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. We are joining you for our first podcast session of 2022. I cannot believe it. Oh, it's like, what? We started this in 2020. What? Crazy. So crazy. And I think both Misty and I, this is really, I don't know about you, Misty. This is the first day my kids are back at school. Is this your first day back? They went back on Tuesday. On Tuesday. Okay. So yesterday. So it, you know, it takes a while to ease out of the holidays and back into the work week. And for me, I'm a little discombobulated and I'm really grateful. We're going to get back on our schedule, but I'm sort of resigning myself to the fact that life is always going to be a little bit discombobulated. And how can I find my center even amidst that? You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. My mother-in-law and I were just talking about this because we were talking about the schools and the disruptions with COVID again and how, you know, it just takes on so much more meaning when you start hearing those buzzwords and things. And she said, you're doing a good, because I told her, I said, all I'm doing is giving them appropriate information doing what I can to help the pandemic situation and modeling that behavior. And she said, that's all you can do because they just need to see that that's part of life. Yes, this life is not fun right now, but it's kind of part of life. And our job is to kind of show them that, all right, we got to dig deep here and really try and do what we're supposed to because we want to get back to a different way. Definitely. And, and I think that's a great example of actually our topic for today. For this month of January, we have three episodes in January, and it's a little series called Mindful Home or Having a Mindful Home. And today we want to talk about tiny moments of mindfulness. And that's one of them is just remembering in these small day-to-day interactions that, as we know, add up to most of our life, Right is how you're processing this change again and news on your end and then how you're modeling it at home. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, especially with everything that everyone's been thrown at. But I want to let everybody know how we even came to this topic. So last year, I have always been the girl that I cannot go to bed or sit down and enjoy TV or do any of that stuff until the dishes were done. And it was, you know, a thing. And sometimes I would be in the kitchen for 30 more minutes after everybody was gone. And it always bugged me. It always bugged me. So then I started to really think about the dishes, which is crazy to say, but this is the mindfulness practice that we're talking about. I started to think about like, who's putting dishes in there? Okay. So 
the people are putting all of us are, who's doing the dishes most of the time, that's me. Nobody else seems to care. (laughs) So I wonder if I just like let it go overnight, see what happens. (laughs) And I literally did that one day. I didn't tell anybody. It was just in my head. I woke up the next morning. The dishes were still there. It really bothered me because I'm like, oh, gross. Now there's stuff. And, but I was like, okay, well, no one seems to care. And people are continually putting more dishes in there. So over the next, and I'm serious, this is over the whole year. I started slowly backing away from the dishes and telling myself, Misty, nobody cares. You're tired. I mean, there's times I want to do the dishes. I have the energy and I want to, you know, be ahead of myself and things like that. There are some times that I just want to go sit down like everybody else. And I just want to be blah like everybody else. And so I started allowing myself to lean into that. And I got like 30 more minutes in my evening back. And then what's crazy is towards the end of the year, I brought it up to my husband. And I was because I didn't know if he had recognized this. He was like, I am so proud of you. He said, Misty, you were wasting so much of your life doing all of that. And it's still there and you got it done. And so that's my tiny mindful moment. And it took me literally a whole year and it's dishes. (laughs) So I know there are things that you're, as I tell this story, that you're all thinking of that bother you or tug at you. And you're like, why? Why am I worrying about this? And you even contemplate that in your own head. Those are the tiny mindful moments that I think about. I love it. It's interesting. It's like, you know, I'm I'm guessing most people prefer cleanliness to not, you know, I mean, I I think that's a common thing. I don't know. I don't ever want to assume everybody is the same by any means at all, but you know, I think there's a difference between wanting your house to be clean and then almost cleaning as the martyr, you know, like getting really resentful and cleaning and like pushing yourself and being exhausted and going so fast and kind of, you know, getting in a bad mood about the cleaning. That's one thing, right? And then it's another thing to like you're doing, just be able to set it down and do it the next day. And I'm sure sometimes you probably clean it at night, but like, you're mindfully cleaning at night. If you're like, yeah, I'm up for this. I'm not going to do it because I have some unrealistic expectation I have set on myself that the house must be spotless before I go to bed. Right. And it's personality too. You know, sometimes for me, it's like me actually doing the dishes at night is part of my practice. You know, like I really love a spotless, minimalistic, clean house but at the same time, I don't want to do the work to get it that way. <laughs> so, so hmm, who's going to do that work if that's what I prefer? <laughs> because no one else is going to do it. So that's really good work. That's good work, my friend. It's really hard. And here's what's really interesting. I think I even, I've been putting this little journey on my Facebook or my Instagram stories because these random little things that we all have in our head and we all do, once you express them, you find that there are just so many people that are like, oh my gosh, I totally struggle with the dishes. And so I had people cheering me on along my journey. Like, 
I would wake up and take a picture of the dirty dishes and be like, yes, two days in a row. I just said, I'm doing them tomorrow. And people were like, yay. Oh my gosh, I can never do it. So then I would tell other people, you can totally do it. Just start like thinking about it a little more. And I've had people that are really trying it and it's dishes, like I said, but it's something that for me, it holds a lot of power. Now I know that I can do that. Now I know there's other little piccadilly things in my life that drive me nuts in my head that are ridiculous and wasteful time. And now I have the courage to say, okay, it might take a bit, but I'm going to back off a little bit, or I'm going to do more like you were saying, like if it is the practice of doing more. Um, And so I really, I've enjoyed my little experiment. (laughs) I think it's great. You know, so many of these contemplative practices, different lineages of meditation and yoga, it's all about finding balance and finding that middle way. And so if you're someone who cleans incessantly all the time, hundred percent, there's something there to examine, right? And if you're someone who never cleans and doesn't ever want to do any of that, like 0%, you're interested, there's something to examine there. You know, and we always want to try to find that middle way because when we're in those polarities, when we're at one extreme or the other, there's definitely a little bit of suffering because we're so attached to that extreme. You know, like for you, it was a lot of inner work to let that go and start to shift that. I mean, you said it took a year, right? Um, we, my husband always makes the bed and every time he makes the bed, like he leaves, I don't know, he leaves at five o'clock in the morning. I don't see him in the morning, but on the weekends, or if I'm up early and out of the house for whatever reason before him, he makes the bed and it's so great. And I come in the bedroom and I'm like breath of fresh air. There's nothing on the ground. The bed is made perfectly yet I have such a resistance to making the bed. And we've even talked about it. He's like, you love how the bed looks when it's made, it looks neat and tidy. And I don't know if you've seen it. There's even that um, veteran who has some video about the symbolism symbolism of making your bed every day. I make my bed every day too. Right. (laughs) And doesn't it feel great? Yeah, I do. I do it and nobody appreciates it, but I do. Right now my bed is unmade. And I walked in there a second ago and I was like, oh, I should make the bed. And then I promptly turned around and walked out. (laughs) So for me, there's some work there of like why I can have a spotless office. You should see my office right now. It's amazing. And I just want to live in here and why I can't make my bed. It's not about the bed. It's about some inner thing I have about maybe doing that first thing in the morning, but it's these little things that we can start to examine these small moments that actually turn into big things in our head. Like, why am I even talking about making the bed right now? You know what I mean? Yes. That's what I mean. It's like dishes and bed making. It's the little things you do around your house and the little things in your life, you know? And I, I think a really good place to examine your own behavior is driving right now, you know, and in traffic and things like that, that, when you're out and you're charged and you're in traffic and all this stuff, all you bring all of that energy in with you, you know, and that can disrupt a mindful home. And so I started a practice of when I'm out and about and doing things and I'm supercharged and, you know, like, it could be as easy as when I come home from the grocery store, I'm like a whirlwind. I'm like, I got all the bags. I hate that place. Get them out of the car, get them in the fridge. And so it's this, you know, 
aggressive energy for lack of a better word. And so I've noticed that everybody kind of jumps up and everybody's kind of panicked. And so I was like, okay, this is not good. You know, like I observed it. So I'm like, you've got to find some sort of breath or grounding practice before you walk in the door to kind of match everybody's energy. And um, no one has ever said anything about it. No one was mad about it. But now I just kind of try to really walk in with just a couple of bags, not like grunting and killing myself, which is the martyring part, what you were talking about and walking in with a couple of bags and then calmly saying, Hey guys, can you help me unload the car? As simple as that, instead of trying to carry seven bags, you know, grumpy the whole time, they can hear me sighing and never asking for help. Um, and that little tiny mindful moment of a breath, because sometimes it's like, <sighs> okay, here we go. Or sometimes it's literally standing on my feet, rocking back and forth, making sure I'm grounded. Okay, I'm back here. I'm at home. Let's not bring like crazy shop right grocery store energy into our house. Well, what's funny is when you're in that state and you get home and you're in that way, there's a break in connection, right? Between you and your family. Cause here you are coming in this whirlwind, they're doing something else, but they're like surprised into alertness. I'm like, unsure <laughs> which part of mom they're going to get, you know? And when you take your mindful moment and then ask for help, there's a reconnection. And I think of that too, in traffic, like we forget that we are the traffic also yet somehow the traffic is everybody around us, but not us. <laughs> you know I what saw I mean? a meme about that the other day. And you know what? It really has stuck with me because holy cow, I am part of the problem too. We are part of the problem. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and when we can recognize that and be like, oh, it's not me versus them. I mean, this could be a lesson for everything. Right. But it's what part am I playing in this? And what part am I, what part am I playing in giving away all my power to all of them, all of that traffic, all of that, whatever. And how can I take back my own power and have a mindful moment and just kind of be here now and not get so affected by something I really can't control, you know? Yes. And we, you know, we said mindful moments in your home, your car is an extension of your home because so much happens in the car. You know, like I get the best conversations with my kids in the car. Mm -hmm. I think there's probably a lot of people that enjoy it. It's the only time you can strap them in yeah. and, you know, you're in charge of volume unless they have headphones. Um, and so <clears throat> I think there's a lot of opportunities to do work within the car for yourself um, because that's how you transition into the home. Totally. Yes. I, I, it's a very hard, difficult, mindful practice. My kids are super hyper. They're eight and five. They're loud in the car. And so it's a small space. So there are many times we pull up at home and we're all just a ball of pissed off. <laughs> and I'm like, oh gosh, now we're going to go in the house and now everybody's got to take baths. And that's going to be a thing because we're already charged. And it's like, okay, all I can control in this moment is me. And so I'm going to ground myself. I'm going to take a breath. And then usually what I try to do is just take my hand and put it on the, like the back of one of my kids. For whatever reason, that seems to kind of like bring them down just a notch. So I've got one of them down. Feel bad for you should you have six kids and you can't wrangle them all. But 
my two, one of them is still supercharged and she's running in and my husband's probably running in, but now I've got at least me and one other kind of back down a level, but I have to work on that because I also want to be grumpy and pissed off and go in the house. Totally. I mean, I have no doubt my kids learned all of their bad words when they were younger (laughs) from being in the car with me. So (laughs) that's where that vocabulary came from. (laughs) Goodness. That's so funny. Uh, What's one, what's another tiny moment that you maybe what's another tiny moment that you take as a mindfulness practice for yourself at home every day? Like, like something really small that isn't sitting on the cushion or doing yoga, but, uh, is a mindfulness practice. I'd say in the last two years, my skin. So I didn't come from a family that I mean, we lathered ourselves in baby oil and laid in the sun and I'm from Texas. And so we did not practice safe SPF wearing things. And so it wasn't until I was around, I'm not, you know, very girly, I would say in that aspect. And so, no, I had really just a simple skincare, like wash my face, whatever. And then I started to get lines on my face and I was like, oh man, I think I'm supposed to take care of my skin. And I am just, when I'm done at the end of the day, I'm done. Like, that's it. I literally like float to bed and I go to sleep. I've always been that way. So skincare is like total disruption. I'm like Netflixing, really loving life, floating up the stairs. Now I have to stop and wash my face and put on creams. Like, oh man, it is a daily practice. I do it. And I have been very consistent for two years. Um, But it is, it drives me bonkers. And I'm the only one that it drives bonkers. A lot of times I've turned into my Mima. I always used to wonder why she would go like bathe and take off her stuff around 4.30. I get it. She was too tired on the flip side. So she does it way early. So sometimes you'll catch me around five looking like I full on shut down for the day. I sometimes do that too. I'll do it earlier. Like if I know that we're just hanging at home and I don't have to see anyone, but my family, I'll go do the skincare routine early. Um, I'm with you. It's hard to do it at night, but must be done. Yeah. Um, I do a little, I guess this is a mindful moment. Like I, uh, I really have taken care of my hands. This is going to sound weird in the last couple of years, but sometimes I look at my hands and I see like not only my mom's hands, but I see all the stuff my hands have allowed me to do, you know? I mean, it's, it's amazing when you think about like, what we can do with our hands. And I have all these beautiful lotions and creams I've received as gifts. And I have some essential oils on my nightstand and I take like a minute and I put some kind of cream and then a couple drops of something that I choose, uh, an essential oil. And I'll just kind of massage my hands and then I'll cut my hands over my face and take a few deep breaths of the oil. And I just breathe while I do it and relax. And it just feels really, um, kind of ritualistic and sweet. And I don't know, it just makes me appreciate my body. You know, every year we're not getting any younger and it's a way of me appreciating like all my body is done. And um, plus I want to take care of the skin on my hands because I have heard that it's just as thin as the skin on your face and your chest and your hands show aging um, just like the face just as easily. So that's my little evening practice. 
the hands in my chest are a part of my skincare. So yeah. I'm with you. I, yes, you're right. Like my grandmother always told me, she's like, look at old people's hands. Like, you know, that's what they do. They're thin and they're purple because you can see through them. And so I too have a cream for my hands, but I, it's funny to talk about this because I don't enjoy it at all. You love it. And it's like a ritual. It's a pain in my rear. And then I'm greasy and I don't enjoy that. So it's funny to see how they can be positive, mindful moments, like things that you want in your day. And you're very mindful to place them there because they make you who you are. And then there's practices. They're like, I loathe this, but I have to do this or I need this. And then you work on it. Well, to turn it into a mindful moment, it would be good to, to get to that feeling of what it is that you're resistant to about the process. Right. Because doing it with small things like that, you know, only gives you the, I don't know if it's called resilience or the inner strength to do it with stuff that is a really big deal. You know what I mean? Like we just discussed with me, like I have the confidence now from everything with my dishes to try some, to try something new. And, and there are, I've, I've actually journaled about it. I made a list of things that I ruminate on and that bug me that really shouldn't bug me because one of the things is like, you know, you keep a house clean or whatever for other people as well, because they enjoy it too. And I enjoy it. So I kind of take a look at like what bothers everybody as a whole, like clutter bothers everybody. We all talk about it. Even the kids say stuff about it. So if there's clutter that bugs people. So I'm obviously going to work on the clutter, but like the dishes are a good example of nobody else cared. It was just me. So (laughs) I think a really good homework is to find yourself one of those things. And it can be something you need to work on or like Lauren said, something that is beautiful to you and you want it in your life every day. And you want to make it a habit and a ritual. That can be your tiny moment. And these are things that you really don't discuss with anybody else. I would say you and your journal, you know, and I would put them in your journal because you're going to see that this one tiny little topic I think if you really take it seriously and you really are aware of it, you're going to start seeing a lot of self-growth just from a simple mindful moment. Definitely. I'll say it again. I said it before in this episode, but you know, life isn't moving from big event to big event, you know, like we're not here for the weddings and the funerals, if you will, and the promotions we're here for these small moments that happen all day. And I see these tiny moments as just another way to make an ordinary moment a little more meaningful and special and sacred. And because that's what it's about. We, we miss so much if we're just living for the big stuff, because life is really happening in these, in these seemingly nothing moments that are actually everything. Yeah. You always say everything so eloquently and I love it. (laughs) Um, Well, we really thank you for joining us. We're so happy to be back for season four. Um, We've got some good topics this season um, and we just really are excited. Um, If you have any feedback or questions for us, please let us know. We're always up for, I told her recently, I said, I now view this as like my own show. If I want to talk about something, I'm going to talk about it. (laughs) So we hope that um, by hearing conversations like this between us 
it helps you move forward in tiny little places. And I think if you're here listening, you're probably going to try this. So it makes me really happy. So if you have any of these tiny little moments and you want to share them with us, please do. We have an Instagram account for the Mindful Project. You can go there. We both have our personal Instagrams as well, where you can communicate with us because I'd love to hear about them. So thanks a ton. We will be back next week and we appreciate you guys. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to Mindful Talk. We don't take it lightly that you spent your time listening to our podcast, and we are forever grateful. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Welcome to a more mindful way of living and working.